Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner, and we're talking home, home repair. repair. Today, we've got a trick from Sheila. Sheila's trick. <laughs> Sheila, our admin and schedule person at That's Amy right. Works. Then we're going to talk about dryers and washers. A little not, bit. Not all the stuff that we usually talk about. No. We're kind of building off of that a little bit. And then our big topic today, and I presume or I expect that we'll probably talk about this several more times because it's such an important topic, air inside your home. Mm -hmm. We're going to start today with talking about dryness and and humidity. Mm -hmm. But first off, what is Sheila's trick? Sheila, my office manager, she has a fork in her hand and she said, you know when you're hanging a picture and she's kind of wagging this fork at me? Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah. You know, <laughs> and you're trying to trying to get that wire up over the thing. And I said, yeah. And she said, if you take the fork and on the with, wire with the tines, nope, with the tines, you put it on your nail. Oh. So that the fork is kind of tilted outward. She said, then you just lift it up and go, it goes right over the fork. And then you reach back behind, take the fork out, you're done. I said, that's brilliant. It's going to go on the podcast. That is awesome. Right? That is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that is an annoying thing. It is an annoying thing. And I've seen it done with kind of straws as well, but not everybody has straws laying around that they're going to want to put on there. I don't even know how the straws would work. Well, you know this, okay, so you have, if you have just a, just a nail yeah. that's plugged, that's that's pounded into the wall, yeah. the tine will fit really nicely on that nail. Right. No, no, no. The forks, I get. The fork. Right, the right. Straw, the straw. The straw. If you're using, if you're using a picture hanger, it's like a hook. The the nail goes oh. through the picture hanger, and you've got that hook. Got it. And you can put that straw right on the end of that hook. Okay. Right. Straw fork. Straw fork. Straw fork. That's super. Yeah. That yeah. is a challenging, dumb little thing. It is, especially and when, you're, when they're heavy. Heavy mirror or something. Yeah, when they're heavy, and but when you're by yourself, and even if you have somebody else. If it's a large piece, you reaching in there mm-hmm. sometimes doesn't work out. Yeah. Love it. Good Thank job, you, Sheila. Good job, Sheila. That's yeah. very, very cool. Uh, dryers and washer, your clothes dryers and washers. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to talk about the hose. What did you want to tell right. us about the hose? Well, I was helping one of my crew the other day because we're doing this basement basement remodel, and I just came by, talked to clients, actually, and was, was down in the basement and he was kind of struggling with putting the dish, the dryer back together and mm-hmm. was doing all this stuff. And, and so I was kind of giving him suggestions on on what to do. And they had one of those, um, I want to, it's called, I call it periscoping. You know, it's, it's two pieces that fit together mm-hmm. and then you can lengthen them to like four feet. And pretty stiff. It's not a hose. No, right? it's not a hose. It's, right. it's rectangular. Yeah. And on one end... Facing out is a four-inch duct for the for the you know, and the, and then the other end facing the opposite way yeah. is another four-inch opening. Right. So you're able to and and it's th- it's thin, two and a half three inches, mm-hmm. and so except for in the on the ends on the ends, right? So, but it's it's long enough that it will fit on your dryer, and then it's only sticking out 
that two and a half inches from the wall, from the wall, mm. and then it goes up and connects into wherever your dryer vent is coming out. So then you're not dealing with a four inch thing taking up all that space, right? Because it's it's like every time you you can't push your dryer all the way back because that hose is there and they get crimped and people don't think about it and, and the C clamp comes off because right and it's so incredibly frustrating. So it was just a pretty cool. Um, I've used them in the past, but yeah. but they're really nice because the especially when you've got you've got a a run of three feet right between right. where it's coming out of the wall and where it's in the back of the dryer. Right. People don't realize that when you go to the store and buy it, that's an eight foot hose. Right. Right. And they don't realize right. that they can cut that down. <laughs> right. You can right. cut it, cut it down. You don't need all that eight feet. You just make it smaller. I will say though. Yeah. It's tricky to cut it. Well, it is because it's in that spiral, right? And you've got to know, you've got to cut that. You've got to cut that wire. You can't just go in the soft part because you're just gonna <laughs> shred it. Because I started with a five foot section, <laughs> ended and up with a three. It was, it was I, and I, I and felt you had so a slinky, didn't you? Oh, it felt so dumb. Why is it? You know, it only took me a couple rounds to figure out that I was being a <laughs> total idiot. But I was like, wow, what? Hey, wait a minute, because uh-huh. I thought I could do it with scissors. And you can't do it with scissors. Right. You need scissors and, you know, something to cut Those that Those new wire. wire snippers that I'm going to give you. <laughs> That'd be awesome. From the tool crate. Um, so do the heads on this, you know, the ends, do they swivel a little bit so that mm-hmm. if it's not exactly in the right place? No, but, I mean... You can move it up and down. It can swivel from the back of the, once it's connected to the back of the dryer. Yes. Right. You can adjust the, the length height of it and length. And then, yeah, the length of it. And then you can swivel it up or down to meet where that, that dryer vent comes out of the wall. But where it comes, is there an angle problem with that four inch place when it comes up to the wall? No. You know, if you, no, it should yeah. be coming straight out. Okay. So you're not needing anything. Additional that's going to connect right to that duct work. You, there's probably a a piece of duct going out. Yes, it's not just be. a hole. Right, right. And if it's just a hole, then you need another piece. Right. If you it's need, a naked hole, I mean. Right. You need to you need to fix that before you, you do. You don't want to just start filling something your, for it to grab onto. Right. You don't want to fill your joist bays up with lint. <laughs> not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> And that that flex hose shouldn't be used inside walls either. You should have rigid ducting. And why is that? Um, just a fire safety kind of thing. Okay. Um, you know that stuff. The the flex hose punctures pretty easily, right? So so even an animal or right or somebody hanging a picture right right put a nail just through poke it. it and, yeah, yeah. I don't and, know. And the pretty. white stuff. If 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 your hose is white, that's yeah. not rated for dryer. I know I've said this. Said that on this podcast before, but yeah, just want to reiterate, no white hoses on your dryer. No white hoses. Yep. And when in doubt, so what do I call this? If I'm looking for this, this device that you're talking about. Because this forgoes a hose. This is instead of a hose. Yes. I think it's actually called a dryer. I want to say periscope dryer vent. Oh, cool. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Now it's time for an ad. Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. 
Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DYI. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. And that was an ad. All right, so let's move to air inside the home. Mm -hmm. And what, so I was just home in Iowa, and it's just drier there Mm -hmm. to begin with. But then because their winters are so much colder, it's even even drier. And so uh, the reason why I thought about this is because my dad has a potbelly stove. And I went over there, a wood stove, and, and there was a cake pan with water in it, mm-hmm. and it was boiling. And I was like, what are you doing here? I was like, well, it's our humidifier. So that's what they do to humidify their house. And what was also kind of fun about that is seeing all the stuff that's in their water, mm-hmm. you know, well water. Right, yeah. So it was it was very cool, but I was like, it really works for them. It services the whole bottom floor. Uh-huh. You know, they use the pot belly heat as their heat. Mm-hmm. They don't have a furnace. Or they, they have them, they don't use it. So I just thought that was cool, and then I, I realized that that's important to do for comfort and it does change geographically. Is there a building side of that? You know, do you think that in different geographies you address humidity in different ways when you're building? When you're building? Yeah, but when you're planning, okay, I'm planning a build in <clears throat> Iowa as opposed to I'm planning a build in Seattle. Is that part of a building consideration like you would consider a furnace or a conditioner or? Not, not usually, really. not usually, but I don't know what it would be like in Louisiana. But but again, you know, how often do they use their furnaces? Right. Uh, I do know that, like, when I go to Colorado Springs to visit mm-hmm. my grandson, um, I I could be there six hours, and it is so dry that it's right just, away, right away. It's like, oh I my god, where too. is the water? Yeah, I need yeah. water. I yeah. need so much water. My um, hair gets flat. And my hands turn into right uh, snakeskin or something. Yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah. In uh, fact, I now travel with Workman's. What is that called? It's in the green bottle. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I love that stuff. Right. That's yeah. I use it's like a paste or something that yeah. I put on my. But hands it dries like, fast. Yeah. Because I've tried the Burt's Bees, and you just have a little Slimy. Bit of greasiness. Yeah. Right. It's not. It's not really required building code kind of stuff to dehumidifiers and humidifiers kind of thing. But it is, um, it's a comfort thing. Like we were just saying about the dry air and having it humidified, how much nicer it is for your sinuses. And of course, those people that have sinus issues definitely want to keep, you know, Mm -hmm. keep moisture in the air. And where we have high moisture, like we have here in Seattle, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it can promote, um, like mold growth, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in your in your basement, you don't right. have it dehumidified. You've got a bunch of boxes that are up against the wall, and you pull those out, and boom, you see all this mold that's that's sitting there. It's because you know it's just too moist. Do you have the same damage with dryness? I mean, you know, because that, that I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I like don't it's not think hard so. on the wood structure of a home. No, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. Because it seems like humidity and moisture just does a, 
Oh, reeks a lot havoc. Of well, water is just like the worst. It's like the best liquid ever, and it is the worst liquid ever. Right. It is right. just so weird that that you know love hate relationship with water. Yeah. yeah um, but but as far as you know being too dry, I, I don't know. I don't, it would be interesting to talk to like a paint expert. Oh, who we're gonna have on? Chalk that, that segway. <laughs> we are going to have a paint expert coming up on a future episode. And so if you have any questions about paint, send us anything that has to do with painting. We are going to have an expert here uh, in the next couple episodes. So send those questions and comments to Let's Talk Home Repair at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yes. So back to air quality. The other thing we wanted to talk about is air movement. Mm-hmm. How important is that in a home? And what I understand is that new homes, like you can't just put vents in. There has to be something that pushes that air, right? Yes, can- has a, that draws it out of the house because the, ha- the homes are so built so tight now. Yeah. And so you have to have some means of doing an air exchange. And it- why do you need any ex- air exchange at all? Well, because the air gets nasty. Right, so you need to have some kind of air exchange. Um, they're putting in whole house fans. Um, I've seen where they'll put in the laundry room. Mm-hmm. The laundry room is supposed to have an exhaust fan. Well, they'll have that laundry room exhaust fan on a timer, so it runs from two in the morning till four in the morning. Okay, kind of thing. So doing that, and that's done with mostly laundry stuff. And they like would they do that to a bathroom fan? Um, I I have never seen it done in a bathroom but don't don't okay. quote me on that sure, they sure. they may do it can they do they it do as part with... of like if you had air conditioning in your home is that enough of an exchange and you're getting in way into HVAC that I don't know oh, about. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I know they have whole house fans that are up in the attic space that are run on a timer um and you don't even know they're up there. Mm-hmm. Right that that's doing that exchange but it's all having to do with you know we've made the houses so efficient and so tight that you know, it's like, okay, we need some breathing air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like my old 1967 <clears throat> house. I got lots of breathing air. Right. I mean, I look right. right up in the attic. I mean, when you can see outside, I yeah. think you got oh, a good exchange. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Just let some fresh air in and the heat out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But one thing that you, you need to think about, and we'll talk more about this kind of stuff moving forward, but uh, in another episode, and this just is just coming to me because we just replaced a, an exhaust fan, Range Hood. Mm. And as I was scrolling through, trying to find the one that the client wanted, you know, they're rated at different CFM, you know, um, cubic feet per minute. And if you have a stove that's gas, there will be a certain rating on that, on how much draw you need from your exhaust fan to support that stove, right? To be able to draw off everything that that stove can produce. And... The the so it's not just a smoke thing. Should you, whenever you cook, just have a, a fan on anyway to be pulling some of the the gas up out of your house? I mean, is that what you're talking about? I, I think with con- combustible fuels, I would definitely do that. I mean, electric, right? Know, if right, you right. want your windows to steam up, or you you want you know the grease vapor or whatever, whatever. But um, I think with combustible stuff, I would definitely be using a. Interesting. I had be using about- an, an exhaust fan, um, but the 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 code says that um, you can put in an exhaust fan up to four hundred cubic feet per minute, and you don't have to have what's called makeup air. 
So if you're if it's at three hundred, you're fine. And what makeup air is is it's a, it's bringing air in from the outside to compensate for the air that you're sucking out to take out those fumes from the uh, from the stove. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And if you don't have that makeup air, then you get negative pressure in the house. And what are we going to feel with negative pressure in the house? I mean, uh, it, it would eventually balance itself, but it's saying if you're well, pulling— Well, if you s- open the door, but you can have a lot of issues. It's like you've got negative pressure. And there's actually fire hazards and things. And I want to do—I'll I'll, I'll do a little more research on this so I can be a little more accurate. Yeah, um, yeah. But there are hazards with having that negative pressure in the house. Okay. But mm-hmm. if you're thinking of— now listen, listen for the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> but but if you're looking to replace your exhaust fan on your your range hood, notice how how what the draw is on it, and if it's greater than four hundred, you're going to need what's called a makeup air unit. If you have a stove, especially stoves that have uh, more than four burners, it may require that you have a range hood that's higher than four hundred cfm. Mm-hmm. Which is going to require you to have a makeup unit. So there's kind of do the so do the hoods that size come with makeup? No, of course not. Okay, no, they're not going to do that. Now is 400 a lot? That to me seems kind of low-ish. Um, I should uh, I should look at that just because I I can't pull the numbers out of my head right now. But I remember in picking our hood, it was expensive to get the. The more powerful ones, mm-hmm. the more of the draw. Oh, yeah. But I didn't realize there was a repercussion, you know, of having a super great fan, mm-hmm. this consideration. So it's just higher about. than 400? I want to say it is. Huh? You need to do some homework. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring that up. Okay. We'll do a little research. We'll see what kind of stuff we have in our homes. You can always ask us questions, too. Let's talk home repair at gmail.com. That would be great. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.